0: All problem to she to all glories <laughs> to the all glories to all all glories to Sri Guru Guru All glories to Sri Prabhupada. Om Om Krishna Prasthaya Bhujale. Srimati Bhaktivedata Swami Niki Namani. Namaste Sarasvati Deva. Gauravari Pacham. Nibbisayas Vissanam. Nipasthitaya Deva Satana. Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Yudha Parakamam. Sri Guru Nibvaiṣṭa Vamscha. Sri Rupam Sāgrijatam Sahagana Ravina Pami Rupam Tama Sajeevam. Sadvaitam Krishna Parijana Sahitakrishvacetamadeva shunya krishna padam sada namo tash shakalitamsha namcha pati bhagavate vasudevaya om nama bhagavate vasudevaya om bhagavate bhagavate vasudevaya 2016 in Chennai, India, reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 14, Brahma's Prayers to Lord Krishna, Text 10. Atar Chutta Me Raja Bhuvod, Shak Yajana Tastwa Prithabi Shamanina. Ajavale pandata monta chakshusha. Therefore, Therefore. Shamasva, Shamasva. please excuse, excuse. Achuta, Achuta. Achuta. O infallible Lord, may May. May. me, Me. Raja Bhuvama, who have taken birth in the mode of passion, he, indeed, Indeed. Ajahn Atahan, Being ignorant, being ignorant, taught that, from you, from from you frittak, that, separate, separate isha, isha, a controller, a controller maninha, 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 presuming myself, myself aja, the unborn creator, jain, greater, avalepa, the covering, andatamaha, by such darkness of ignorance, and blinded, it, chakshushabha, 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 my eyes. My Eshya, Eshya. this person, Anukampyaha, be shown mercy, shushan shushan mercy. Shushan Mahi, may, not the one, having as his master, city, Translation, therefore, O infallible Lord, kindly excuse my offenses. I have taken birth in the mode of passion, and am therefore simply foolish. Presuming myself a controller independent of your lordship, my eyes are blinded by the darkness of ignorance, which causes me to think of myself as the unborn creator of the universe. But please consider that I am your servant, and therefore worthy of your compassion. Report. In his commentary, Shrinavishuna Chakravati Thakur explains that Brahma wanted to present the following argument to the Lord. My dear Lord, Because I have acted so badly, I certainly deserve to be punished. On the other hand, because I am so ignorant, you should consider me an innocent fool and be merciful to me. Thus, although I deserve both punishment and forgiveness, I humbly beg you to exercise tolerance in this matter and simply forgive me and show me your mercy. The words Natavan Iti indicate that Lord Brahma wanted to humbly remind Lord Krishna that he was, after all, Brahma's father and master, and should therefore forgive the unfortunate transgressions of his humble servant. Every conditioned soul, whether he be Lord Brahma or an insignificant aunt, falsely identifies himself with the material world and in this way forgets His eternal relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Brahmā, because of His prestigious position as the Cosmic Creator, also tends to identify Himself as the Lord of this world, and thus He sometimes forgets His position as an insignificant servant of the Supreme Lord. Now, by Lord Krishna's mercy, this false identification is being rectified and Lord Brahmā is remembering his constitutional position as the eternal servant of the Lord. Atā shāmas me mērā jābhūrūlō yājantās kat-pratāgi shamā nuhā ajā vāle pāndhā tamo nandā cakshuṣa eishon kāmpyō māyīnā divā mīti Therefore, O infallible Lord, kindly excuse my offenses. I have taken birth in the mode of passion. And am therefore simply foolish, presuming myself a controller independent of Your Lordship. My eyes are blinded by the darkness of ignorance, which causes me to think of myself as the unborn creator of the universe. But please consider that I am Your servant and therefore worthy of Your compassion. Here, Lord Brahma is speaking about two different identities. One identity in illusion and one identity in reality. And we may also take some idea from this about it'd be good if it's like this way. Is that possible? Or it doesn't go that way. It doesn't go, right? Yeah. Then we can put it maybe like this. There yeah. there we go. All right, that's the We can also think there's that. Way. We can also think about ourselves. From both of these positions. From one position, we are a conditioned soul, we are blinded by ignorance, we are foolish, and we are offending the Lord and the Vaishnavas all the time. Um, And from the other position, we are an eternal servant of the Lord, we are a soul, we are pure, we are uncontaminated, and we have nothing to do with this world. So, Lord Brahmā is approaching Lord Krishna from both of these positions. He says, from the position of a fallen soul, I am blind, I am a fool, I am an offender. He stole the Lord's associates. Imagine if you stole the devotees. No. If you kidnapped the members of the temple and put them to sleep someplace, so, he was a defender, Not as much as Indra, who tried to flood Anandaji, but still he was a offender. And on the other hand, he is a soul, he is a servant of the Lord. Natavan, he says, you are my master, I am your servant. I am, I am a soul. From the position of a soul, and you are my master, then you should forgive me. And from the position that I am a fallen soul and a fool, you should punish me. Please choose the spiritual understanding and forgive me." So we also approach the Lord with both of these moods. Of course, generally we are proud and we don't really approach the Lord in either of these moods. Generally, we approach the Lord as if I am good and wonderful, as a conditioned soul. Which is absurd and ludicrous. If I say, yes, as a conditioned soul, I am a great devotee. I am so, so strict in my sudden I never offend anybody. <laughs> Do you please give me blessings, because I am so great. This is generally the mood of the persons in this world who approach the Lord. And we were studying Raghunath Swami's Manashiksha. Some of you may have come to the seminar. That even on an advanced level, the devotee wants to be honored as a great devotee. And we do this with the Lord, we say. I am chanting so much japa every day. I wake up early every day making so many offerings, I am a saintly person. And we said, Lord, because I am a saintly person and a soul surrender to you, uh, please give me Krishna Prema and also give me good health and also give me... We were the whole day yesterday in Tirupati. We left early in the morning and we came back late at night, ten hours on the Indian roads. So you go to Tirupati, and before you enter the temple, you can buy these little silver things that show different body parts. You know, if you have some pain here, you get a shoulder thing. If you have pain in your foot, you get a foot thing, you know. And you take these and put them in the hundi and you say. Please, I have done this tapasya for you. And the people they were doing a lot of tapasya. I mean, we did a lot of tapasya, driving 10 hours on those roads. But they did much more tapasya. Many of those people, you know, every time when we were driving back, I was feeling so sick. And then I would think, these people, they are walking to Tirupati. You drove, <laughs> they're walking, and they're walking up the mountain and they're standing in the free queue for 10 hours. And then they come to you and say, I have done so much tapasya. You understand? Like they are making a payment. I have done so much tapasya, now please cure my arthritis <laughs> and take me to Vaikyuta also. <laughs> so this is generally how we approach the Lord. And how we approach the devotees also. Generally we think, I am great, I am wonderful, I am perfect. And we approach the devotees, everybody should respect me. When we arrived at Tirupati, we were waiting. And I'm thinking, don't they know I'm a big important devotee, they are making me wait? We're thinking like this, you understand? Everyone should serve me, everyone should respect me. How dare those devotees offend me (laughs) when you're thinking like this. This is usually, at least speaking for myself, how we approach the devotees, how we approach the Lord. But here Brahma is showing us a different way. And it's very important to take both of the things that Brahma is saying, not only one side. So first he's approaching with deep humility as a fallen soul. He says, "Anda, anda tamaha, anda, anda tamaha, anda." Right? He says twice, "Anda." You can see? Ah, uh, yes. There it is. Anda tamaha. Anda. I am double blind. And that means blind. I'm I'm double blind. In my ignorance, I I cannot see anything. I cannot understand anything. I am a fool. And as a fool, I am an offender. So it's extremely important to understand that we are blind, foolish offenders. When Kumar wanted to go to Goloka Vundami, he was in Doraka. He wanted to go to Goloka. So he was consulting with Uddhava and Narada. And it was suggested by Narada that maybe Gop- Kumar would go to Jagannath Puri. He was already in Dwaraka. So Uddhava was a little upset because Uddhava lives in Dvorka and he didn't like Narada's idea that maybe Jagannath Puri was better than Dwarka. But also Uddhava said, no, if he goes to Jagannath Puri or even here in Dvorka, he'll be too happy. He needs humility. Without humility he cannot develop the prema of freedom. And so he has to go to Vrindavan on the Earth planet and cry. In the Nectar Devotion, in the section on Vandana, Srila Prabhupada says we must learn this small technique of crying for Krishna. That does not mean we learn some dramatic art like an actor, you know, who puts some eye drops in their eyes (laughs) to pretend to cry. (laughs) Not like that. But it means we have to learn to see ourselves honestly. That we are simply only offenders. We have no good qualities. This is a very difficult thing for a conditioned soul to see. We are afraid that we will become depressed. We are afraid that we will become morose and we will not have any energy because the main way we have our energy is by thinking what a nice person I am yes I am a good devotee so I will wake up early I am a good devotee so I will offer my food <laughs> this is mostly how we motivate ourselves so we are very afraid that if I see myself I am hundred percent offended in my condition mind. hundred percent Even, and I'm speaking just not about any of you, please. I'm only speaking about the devotees who did not come to this class. (laughs) To seem like that, even when I do service, my motives are not pure. I'm thinking, oh, I'm offering a lamp to the Lord. But in my heart, I'm thinking, I'm offering a lamp to the Lord. See how I'm offering it back to We're thinking like this. We're thinking, I will get something from I will get freedom from suffering. I will get to live in the heaven if I put We're thinking like this. If we're honest, and this honesty is required, it's absolutely 100% required. If we do not develop this humility and honesty, our advancement in Krishna consciousness will be very, very slow. And we will not experience joy. If we have this mentality, then I am 100% full. I am under tamaha I am simply blind. I know nothing. Then we will have a mood of repentance. We will feel genuinely sorry for how much pain we are causing ourselves. In one sense we are causing pain to Krishna, but you cannot really cause pain to Krishna. He is such an In one sense we are causing pain to other living entities, but in another sense I cannot harm any living entity beyond their karma. So I cannot really harm anybody. But the person I am harming is myself. One place Prabhupada, at least one place Prabhupada said this. He says, you, you, the only person you are harming is yourself. Of course, we are part of Krishna. Just like if a child does something criminal, the parents also feel sad. So Krishna has some distress that we are harming person. So a lot of repentance, genuine repentance. Krishna, I am very, very sorry. I am a blind fool, and I am not getting any better. I remember hearing Bhakti Swami say, the more you go on in Krishna consciousness, the more fallen you see yourself. When I first read Prabhupada's Bhagavad Gita, I thought, oh yes, I am in such a like this, oh, and I am in such a room like this, and I am with devoted devotee like this. I actually thought like that. And I thought, you know, one, two months, I am going to be in prayer. <laughs> Vishwena Chakrabati Thakur calls this false confidence. I actually thought like that. And now when I read Bhagavad Gita, I think, oh, I am in the mode of ignorance in here. And I, you know, Lord, remind, I am in the Lord of ignorance. Lord Brahma. He is the top Ramana in the universe. He is saying, Tama. So repentance, which can only come when we acknowledge that we are fools. Every day we make mistakes. Every day we give pain to somebody. Even if it's just a bug. Every day we are giving pain to ourselves. Every day, Krishna is saying, Oh, this foolish, foolish person. <laughs> you know? And also, patience. We were talking two verses ago about this patience. That, my Lord, whenever you want to receive me, we talked about this also in Ram Shiksha. That if somebody offends me, it is my decision when I have, again, a relationship with them. Correct? This person, this is the offender, this is the offended. The offended decides when, again, there will be a relationship, not the offender. If you commit a crime, the government says when you can leave the jail, you do not say If somebody steals from you, they cannot say, okay, now, you must take me back desire. So patience for Krishna to decide when this foolish person myself can be free from the material energy. Patience is a sign of humility. Without humility there cannot be patience. And we take this lump of ignorance, we are saying, Sai Rāva Jātata saying this body is it's simply a lump of ignorance, isn't it? And we try to do something nice with it. Prabhupada said you make the best use of a bad body. So I have this body as a symptom of my ignorance and we simply use it for Krishna. Uh, Certainly, we should not be proud of our body. Being proud of our body is like being proud of a prison uniform. Oh, my prison uniform is much nicer than your prison uniform. (laughs) Hare Krishna. This is madness. We should not be thinking, oh, I have a very beautiful body. I have an Indian Brahmin body. I have a Western body. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Anyway, to take the body and do something good with it. Chant Hare Krishna with it, offer arti with it, hear the bhagrata. Because it's also Krishna, It's also Krishna's energy. And we should pray like the to the Lord's compassion. I was just reading this morning, the Nectar of Devotion. How compassionate the Lord is. And Prabhupada wrote there, the devotees do not pray to the Lord, they pray to the Lord's compassionate nature. Especially we are praying to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna in his mood of compassion. And we don't just pray to Lord Chaitanya, but we try to please Lord Chaitanya, by engaging in the mission. I am seeing more and more in our Hare Krishna movement. People are not engaging in the mission. When I joined ISKCON, everybody was a missionary. And now, so many people, they have their deity in their home. You know? And they're happy. They come sometimes and give a little money to the mission. That's nice. But they don't do anything for them. I was visiting one family, all the children are grown up, married, moved away, just husband and wife in the house. And they are retired. So they have their temple room, they have their room for their deities, they're offering every day our teeth. they're chanting their sixteen rounds, and then watching television. I said, "You are now Vanda Prasta. You should be working for the mission. Why are you after you finish your job and your Arthi? Then you're just watching television and growing some tomatoes in your yard. But what are you doing for Mahabub? Mahabub is 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 compassion. It's something very nice that Lord Jesus said. He says that if you want to be forgiven, you have to forgive." If you want compassion, you have to be compassionate. If we pray to Mahabharata and we say, Please, give me compassion, I am 100% fool. And we are not compassionate to other fools. How is anything going to go on? Often we are not compassionate even to our own family members. We are simply shouting at them. If we want forgiveness here, word Shama. Shama means forgiveness. It also means peacefulness. It's one of the qualities of a Brahmana. If we are not forgiving for our husband, our wife, our children, our mother, our father, how how can we then go to the Lord and ask for Him to forgive us? Does it you understand? If I am so agitated every time I'm shouting at my wife or at my servants. I visited one devotee once, just shouting at the servants. And they were children. Shouting, shouting. And then we're going to come to Mahaprabhu. Please forgive me. You are not forgiving. You are not compassionate. And your compassion to give people Krishna consciousness, at least in our family. Give rasadhi, engage them in studying the shastra. At least we can preach in our home, not just thinking myself. Then we can ask Mahaprabhu for compassion. And my dear friends, without the compassion of Mahaprabhu, in this Kali Yuga, we are practically speaking Finnish. At least for me, I can say. How can I approach Radha and Krishna I Without Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, Lord Nityananda is even more compassionate. He's so compassionate, he's delivering Jagai and He's not discriminating at all. This is very good for me that he's not discriminating. Lord Nityananda is not looking at me and saying, You are committing so much opera. Krishna, it may be, you know, ah. You are committing so much aparad. You have to wait. But Lord Nityananda, he's like a crazy fellow. You understand? Take Krishna Freyman. Take Krishna Freyman, Take Krishna Freyman, Take Krishna, Freyman, take Krishna So this is the first side. How I approach the Lord as a fallen, offensive, conditioned soul. But Lord Brahmā is approaching in another way also. He's saying, I am your servant. I am a soul. I am not only fallen, I am also your eternal servant. And this is essential. Otherwise we will simply be depressed with how fallen and offensive we are. And we cannot make advancement if we are depressed. We must be joyful, Brahm the Prasanna Sri Prabhupada said, if we are not joyful, that is a symptom, we have not even begun our Krishna consciousness. How can we be joyful? I am a soul. As a soul, I am never contaminated. I am not in ignorance. I have nothing to do with the material world, nothing to do with the modes of material nature. At all, nothing at all. This is just like a dream. In my dream I may steal something, but I I didn't it's just a dream. Actually, we are a soul. We are part a parcel of the Lord. Mama Bamsa Jeeva Kid. Amsa, we are part of the Lord. And Rupa Goswami says we have fifty-five of the sixty-four qualities of the Lord. If you read that list, of what are the qualities of a soul? We are wonderful. And in fact, Krishna says in the sixth chapter that we should relish and rejoice in the self. We have words like Atmarama to take happiness in the self, Atmatushta. Be satisfied with the self. Atma Rati, to love the self. We should love ourselves, our real selves. We should not love our false, ignorant, or foolish self, but we should rejoice in our real self. This is very important. And this is how the devotee, as they more and more realize how fallen and foolish and offensive they are acting in ignorance, is also joyful. Because they know, I have nothing to do with any of this. With affection for oneself, atinorati. And in that way, coming to the Lord. You please think about it, we say to Krishna, please think about it. I am your servant. I am in this ocean of ignorance, but I am your servant. I am not somebody else the loving master, the loving parent, they always love the child even if they've done something wrong. So in both of these ways, we have to approach in both of these ways, My Lord, I am an offender, I am a fool, I am in the darkness of ignorance, I deserve your punishment for millions of years. And if you want to punish me for millions of years, I will tolerate But I am also your servant. I am your eternal servant. You love me and I love you. You are missing me and I am missing you. That is not going to work, because then there is no humility. And if I only come as a fallen person, that will not work because there is no joy and no love. It is very self-centered. If I just think I am fallen, I become very self-centered. If I just become joyful that I am a soul, then I cannot rectify my relationship with the Lord. So we need both. And we see both is exemplified in other places. Just like Sargabha Mabattacharya said to Lord Chaitanya, He said, My dear Lord, You have saved the whole universe. That is not a big job for you, but You have saved me. That is a big job. He said, But you have turned this crow into Garuda. So He is saying, I am a crow, but now I am a Buddha. Krishna Das Kaviraj, in the beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita, gives a very nice example. He says, I am lower than the worm in the stool. And he actually feels this way. Not like me, I am thinking I am a great devotee. He's thinking, I am a worm in the stool. He says, if you say my name, you will become sinful. He has the other side also. He says, "But I have gotten the mercy of Lord Nityan, and I am engaged in the worship of Radha Madhana Mohan. How fortunate I am!" So both things. How am I lower than the worm in the stool, engaged in the worship of Radha Krishna? How is this possible? How wonderful my Lord is, how wonderful my Guru Dev is, how wonderful Krishna is that He has taken anga tamama and put me in His lotus feet. Questions, comments, additions, subtractions, corrections? Thank you for listening, even though you don't understand a lot of my English. Ah. You said Yes. What uh, are the important missionary books he has to focus on? Actually, in all of the ashrams in our Hare Krishna, International Society for Krishna Movement, Hare Krishna Movement, we are trying to do missionary work. But the brahmachari is mostly preparing. Brahmachari means actually for children. And in the brahmachari ashram you are studying to prepare yourself to be a preacher. In the grahasta ashram you are going to be very busy with your family and earning your money and so forth. And you may help the mission with your donations and you may help the mission with your talents in the evenings, and the mornings, and the weekends and so forth. But in the Vāṇāprastha and sannyasta ashram, you have retired from these things. You have already been doing study as a Brahmācārī and as a been spending time also studying. Now you should be a learned person. By the time you come to the Vāṇāprastha ashram, you should be a learned person. You should have been studying the scriptures, and you have experience in the world. One problem we have with sannyasis who never were Brahāstas they don't have any experience in the world. And it's a little difficult for them to advise the grahastas in their practical life. They can advise philosophically, but in practical life it's difficult. So as a vanaprastha who's been through the Grahasta ashram, you can give people help and guidance. Now how exactly you're going to engage in the missionary work depends on one's own talents, one's own inclinations, one's own ability. But there's so many things to do. And by retirement, you want to set yourself up. It may not happen immediately, maybe gradual. But you want to set yourself up so that you no longer have to earn a livelihood. And you have time. And if we follow the ashram system properly, which people don't do anymore, but if we did that, if people were getting married when they're 20, maximum 25, now you're getting married, 20, you know, 28, 30, 35. But if people got married young, 18, 20, 22, then you are ready to take one prastha when you are 50. 50, most people, they still have some energy. Health is not finished. You follow? And then you see, what talents do I have? You should have time because you're not going to work anymore. And the woman should also have time. Now she has daughters, daughters-in-law, they are taking care. She just shouldn't have to manage the whole household anymore. So husband and wife, they have time. Exactly how you're going to help. That's What talents do you have? Can you do Didi Seva? Can you give classes? Can you translate? One should also go to holy places. Of course, this is a holy place, so you just have to walk here, that's but you just see what is the need of the mission so so much need I mean this long drive we took from Tirupati to here the need for Krishna consciousness is so great just on this one stretch of road for prasada for books go out and sell prophets books anybody can do that Go someplace where people are gathering and sell Shiva Prophets books. Distribute Sada. Anybody can do that. I mean, almost anybody. Yeah. Tell people about Krishna. But whatever time as a grahasta you were spending making the money, and whatever time the woman as a grahasta was spending doing the cooking and the whatever, now you take that and give it to a Krishna. And then gradually, one becomes detached from this family life. And then finally, when we reach actual old age—75, 80, 85—then we have already died to the world. You died before dying. Samyaks is like dying. You already died to the world. You're not identifying with the world anymore. Prabhupada says the renounced order they expand instead of just thinking this is my family. They see the world as their family. Is that all right? But if we retire and we simply watch TV, what what is this? It was very disappointing. Very disappointing. Oh, I've retired, and now I just 8 hours a day instead of working, I Better you keep working, you You understand? Better you don't retire, stay in Costa, and go to your job. At least you can give some donation to the mission, and you're doing something productive for society, something. Is that alright? But everybody, everybody should do something for the mission. anybody else? Yeah. Yeah.